don't tell me Birds of Prey was a flop. Like, sure, it underperformed domestically, but you know what? You put it up in February. Why the hell was it in February? It's an action movie. It's uh, the first really big movie of the year, to be honest with you, because anybody who goes to see a movie in January loves the movies, uh, period. Like, they are true movie fans. If you go to see a movie in February, you're taking a chance. But you know what? If you put a movie in February, what the hell? Like, was March really that booked? How's it going, everybody? So, Saw Birds of Prey, which is now going to be titled Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. And the original title was Birds of Prey or the Fantabulous uh, Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, which... I think I might be missing a couple of words in there, but um, here's where uh, uh, I'm going to say two things at the same time, and it's going to be uh, annoying to me because I can't really, uh, I really can't say for sure how I want to say it, but I'm just going to say it. This is a great goddamn movie that they, uh, they, did everything right except to release it at the right time. I say that in the sense that um, I feel like they wanted Birds of Prey to be a um, Black Panther type movie where the um, they wanted this to be the women superhero movie that everyone's been waiting for, but to be honest with you, um, they've kind of gotten that movie before. They got it in Captain Marvel, which may not have been their uh, preferred movie, but oh well. Then they got it in Wonder Woman, which I think everyone was kind of uh, happy with. Wonder Woman was, uh, everyone agreed Wonder Woman was a pretty good movie. Um, So the issue that... uh, I had with a movie was you could probably tell that um, certain things were added on uh, after the fact. Now, I don't know what you can get away with in a PG-13 movie that that you could do pretty much anything with R. Um, I say that you can't do everything with R, but I know like in a PG-13 movie, you're only allowed one curse. You're only allowed one well-placed, well-timed, hopefully well-used fuck. Because uh, it, th- that's a thing. Like, like if you curse one, it's fine, but if you curse all the time, no, it's R. And the other thing, too, is uh, the depiction of gore and violence PG-13 has to be uh, toned down. And I can make an argument that uh, Birds of Prey should have been PG-13, but the movie we got was too damn good to to really change things because when... I know, like, drug use puts you into the R category, so... Even if it was, like, comedic, uh, 
the thing that, uh, all right, so the, uh, I'm going to try and avoid spoilers, but I am going to give you guys a breakdown of the things I really enjoyed watching. Uh, I enjoyed that the movie uh, is from the perspective of Harley Quinn. She is your uh, narrator, and she is also um, sort of the protagonist. And so when you're introduced to characters, it's Harley explaining to you why these characters are the way they are. And uh, I wish they'd have gone into a little bit of unreliable narrator, uh, but um, the uh, movie opens with an animated intro to the character, which puts a lot of distance between it and Suicide Squad. However, the rest of the movie, uh, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, uh, put extra distance, but it does, all right. The first thing that puts the distance between it and Suicide Squad, um, Suicide Squad had, uh, Jared Leto as the Joker, and Jared Leto as the Joker was covered in tattoos, he had tons of fake teeth, that was just pure metal, uh, he was like a real psychopath. In the animated bits, uh, Harley Quinn is showing you the Joker, and he is a more traditional type of Joker. Now, there is no pictures of Jared Leto in this movie whatsoever. Uh, the closest that they come to it is they have a stand-in guy who is with Harley Quinn, and they'll get... Uh, 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 it's one of the, like, the better jokes of the movie, and it kind of, like, ties things together. So, uh, but, like, the, it had to do with tattoos. So, Harley Quinn does appear with the Joker, but his back is to you, and, uh, it's, it was probably an opportunity for Leto to be more involved, but, uh, I don't know what the deal is. I feel like two people got really screwed over by Suicide Squad, and I'll uh, put it to you like that way. Um, I've, I've discussed this elsewhere, but when Warner Brothers decided to like heavily re-edit uh, Suicide Squad, and uh, they took it away from David Ayers uh, for the most part, uh, they uh, reshot stuff, and then um, they had the Joker as the villain in Suicide Squad, but and it was about Harley Quinn was 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 about breaking off from the Joker in that movie, but it got changed. So, uh, so the two people that got screwed over by the the reshoots and the re-edit, uh, which by the way, release the Ayers cut. Hashtag release the Ayers cut because I really want to see the movie that the first trailer, uh, uh, teased us with, and, like, because I could tell that they reshot a lot, like, the, uh, they either had, like, uh, alternative versions, but they, they, even the extended cut, like, which sucked, uh, because, like, it, it didn't bring anything new to the table, like, I really want a director's cut of that movie, I hope it exists somewhere, um, so anyway, uh, David Ayers and Jared Leto got screwed. Jared Leto um, got screwed in Suicide Squad because a lot of the stuff that he shot got cut because he was originally the, the villain of the movie and not uh, Enchantress. So 
Uh, part of the reason why, it, like they said, it wasn't as funny or whatever, but uh, a lot of people really enjoyed uh, uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn because if you do Harley Quinn right, a lot of people enjoy the character because the any character that's ever had their own um, comic book repeatedly, I feel like there's an audience for them, a wider audience. So when you have uh, uh, Shazam, uh, I really wanted to say Captain Marvel there. Historically speaking, not the... Uh, like, there's been a lot of attempts at, like, establishing the character, but, um, it's always been, uh, like, a, a great feature on a backup. However, that is, uh, like, there's one in the 80s, there's one in, uh, going on right now, I think, if it's still going. The, so, Sham as a, as a character, <coughs> when he has the right people behind him, he, uh, he puts on... The uh, DC puts out good books. So when Shazam the movie happened, it's like, hey, it's everything we wanted in a DC movie. It's a little bit dark, but it's not too dark. It's a little bit funny. It's got a sense of humor. Um, it's big as a superhero movie, so it's it's different. And I that movie uh, I believe came out in April, and that movie went on to do. Uh, hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, now, I'm, I did a, a, a recording earlier this week on, I'm gonna have it up front, so you guys probably heard it just now, a lot of people are saying that, uh, Birds of Prey is gonna be a box office flop, and let's do two things right now, one, any movie that, that makes its money back is not a flop, and, I'm really curious about uh, how it's going to turn out uh, this weekend when uh, the new movie is Sonic the Hedgehog, and there's a lot of people who are going to go either see that or they're going to go see Birds of Prey. And the movie uh, has like that feminist uh, agenda, and it's not feminist agenda like uh, Captain Marvel was, but it has that feminist agenda in that the cast is predominantly women, especially the, the, the core cast. Then the, the writer was a woman and the director was a woman. Now to be fair though, um, the guy that they turned to who wasn't a woman was the director of John Wick. And, uh, I want to say Deadpool too. I'm not sure if it's the same guy or, or not. Uh, I'm trying to figure out, uh, well, anyway, like, I want to say the dude's name is Nick uh, Stileski, and uh, I feel like uh, it's like eight, seven productions or something like that. Uh, all the stunt guys uh, from these, from this movie are from uh, John Wick uh, people, so you get a real sense of it in the, the, because here, because because there, there's a part of this movie that I'm just going to explain what it is. I'm not going to... Because me describing it is not going to ruin the brilliance of what you're going to watch. The Harley goes into a police station looking for the MacGuffin and goes out of her way not to kill cops. And then 
has to fight off a biker gang and then uh, get out of the police station. So it's really this uh, three-part fight that's really long and I, I feel like it's a little bit disjointed because you're uh, at least because the, the there's a very Deadpool like thing going on but it's not Deadpool it's uh, just like the, the story is told out of order a little bit it's not a it's not a uh, linear chronology so it really holds your attention a little bit more with that because the uh, things that are kind of gratuitous in the beginning uh, oh that's explained and the uh, the way things work in the movie is that Harley Quinn is explaining everything so like I said uh, I wish there was like a little bit of unreliable narrator stuff going on but uh, altogether like it works like the narrative of this movie works the the issues I had with the movie itself like uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress works um, her outfit at the end does not her all right, I, I got nothing better to do. Let's uh, let uh, let's hang out or whatever and do stuff together. Uh, I wasn't quite buying it, but I was glad that uh, Harley Quinn kind of made fun of it uh, for a second. I wish he had done it more. That would be, I it would have sold it to me a little bit better. Um, I can definitely tell that the um, the the big fight scene at the end was a uh, original piece because like some certain pieces had a feel to them and I'm willing to bet that uh, uh, that they had like it, it was good don't get me wrong like the funhouse stuff because uh, it's the funhouse fight scene that you might have seen in like a trailer but that one uh, it didn't have the uh, the, the impact that uh, uh, the earlier fights. However, like I said, if it was Mary Elizabeth Winstead, because I'm a fan of hers, uh, I'll be transparent about that part. Big fan of uh, uh, Emmy W. Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Okay, so Emmy W. Uh, I have no problem. I'm. I hope that they actually do a spinoff movie with uh, her and Black Canary. Because if they could get the real Birds of Prey thing going, that would be a great setup. Because Gail Simone's uh, run on that title was one of my favorite things uh, in comic books. Uh, full transparency, I wasn't really a big fan of the like the like the ending of her run, but uh, the dynamic that she developed with. Oracle with, uh, but here's the problem. I understand why they didn't have Oracle in it because it's like, all right, are we going to have a crippled Batgirl in here? Like, are we just going to paint ourselves into that box? Uh, Rosie Perez as Renee Montoya, that worked, especially, uh, like, cause like I said, Harley was making fun of her a little bit and, like one of the things, one of the issues I had with uh, the movie was uh, if you if you hype up a character, 
Uh, and then you have someone who's not as hyped up. You got to be very careful how you handle it because, like, there's an authenticity involved that you've already established because you had Harley Quinn beat the shit out of bikers, cops, everyone, just be this master fighter. And then you're going to have a drunk uh, Rosie Perez uh, in a boxing stance. Uh, which, by the way, I know Rosie Perez is a fan of boxing, so that's why I kind of believed her. Uh, and besides, the fact that she like all cops uh, go through boxing at some point, um, that, like, it sold it to me. And... The, the fact that uh, uh, Harley Quinn was kind of playing with her, or at least, I, like, that, it, it allowed me to believe it. I'll put it to you that way. Like, clearly, uh, when when Rosie Perez gets knocked out the window, spoilers, um, the, uh, it, it worked. But the Black Canary, um, she worked. Uh, like a good person that's like wants to do good like like is okay doing working for with bad people but uh, the it, it worked I'm not saying it was uh, like the, the like I'm saying it, it worked it worked for me Everything that you like about Black Canary kind of makes an appearance. Uh, the uh, I wish she was wearing fishnet stockings and not the, the the dress, but I think she was wearing fishnet stockings. Like I think you see it in the trailer. So uh, I, I liked it. Uh, the only one, the one that I had sort of an issue with and I'm glad that like certain things uh, went a different way um, and, and that it wasn't a, a, like a finite thing like they Cassandra Kane. now like I said uh, they weren't going to do Batgirl but uh, Cassandra Kane in Birds of Prey um compared to her comic book version uh, was a little bit of a letdown because I feel like they could have had a similar movie but not uh, had um, uh, certain things go the way that they were because like as a character like uh, nice like she works in the movie like she's not an annoying kid because I don't know what it is about kids in movies, but for whatever reason, uh, they always find a way to annoy me, and this one didn't annoy me to all hell, so all good. The, the idea that she has foster parents, so, all right, hey, uh, we could definitely uh, get into, if, if there's ever a sequel that features her, uh, we could definitely get into her parentage if uh, need be. Uh, and if they do a Birds of Prey sequel, not necessarily a Harley Quinn sequel, but I'm... <sighs> See, that was the issue with this movie. Um, Birds of Prey is not a uh, long-standing... Like, in 
the grand scheme of comic books and the grand scheme of DC comic books, Birds of Prey, the comic, is... It's like a cult classic that only had, like, uh, a handful of iterations. Like, sure, like, it, it's been published continuously, but um, I don't know... I don't know if it's, like, one of the biggest sellers. Like, uh, I was talking about Shazam before. Uh, DC's Captain Marvel, which, by the way, that's his actual name. Like, I think they just have to go by Shazam because they don't own the copyright to Captain Marvel. So, Captain Marvel on DC's end has had multiple iterations throughout time. Like, back when it was uh, under Fawcett Comics, um, it was comparable to Superman, but it was uh, different than Superman. That's why DC, uh, when they sued Fawcett Comics, uh, Fawcett Comics survived because the, even though, oh, that, that looks like a Superman clone. Well, it's different enough that it's not a Superman clone. Like, it's a kid that becomes a superhero. Uh, he has the powers of the Egyptian gods uh, and the Greek gods, and yeah, I fucked that one up. So anyway, uh, so Birds of Prey doesn't have that that uh, grandfather uh, had a version of this uh, like stock. The so Cassandra Kane like they could they could definitely get into her being like this uh, uh, mute um, mute uh, martial arts expert, but. I feel like they're, they, they, the amount of effort that it would take them to do that would be crazy. Would be legitimately crazy. And I think they could have had her be um, her, her comic book character. It's still been in the movie. Edited as the MacGuffin. But as just something different. Uh, the way that they had uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead uh, introduced to the movie, that could have been Cassandra Kane. It's like, hey, there's someone going around beating the shit out of uh, 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 Black Mask's guys and needs to be taken care of. Uh, and I was like, hey, uh, someone is taking a contract out on Harley Quinn and it's Cassandra Kane that's coming for her. Like, that would have been... If, if that girl, at some point, just started busting moves and kicking ass, uh, instead of being the MacGuffin as a pickpocket, uh, that would have been great. But, you know what? Like I said, you, uh, like I've said uh, before and other places, uh, you review the movie you get, not the movie you want. So... Black Mask is played by Ewan McGregor, and he is just enough whiny, uh, privileged uh, son of a bitch, and just enough, oh, this guy's uh, unbalanced, and this guy uh, actually inspires, uh, um, not fear like the Joker, but say, oh, oh, this, this dude goes beyond just being a prick. Uh, And uh, the 
he steals the scene in a, a lot of the parts of the movie. Uh, the uh, the fascination he has with heads and masks uh, is like really interesting. However, but the most interesting part is. Um, just how close was he with uh, uh, Zaz, which was, um, I forget the guy's name, it's like Mark Zimmerman. Uh, like, every, everyone was talking about him being a really good actor, and he was. Like, uh, I, I got, like, psychopath vibes in this one, and, like, twisted uh, mentality kind of vibes. So, the. Uh, <sighs> I really appreciated, uh, like, the acting that they did, because, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, uh, of, I, I could believe that these two were actual, would actually be serial killers, because, that, like, Zaz has, like, a, a comic book thing where every time he kills someone, he, uh, carves, uh, a mark into his body, uh, and the uh, and they weren't upfront about it, like uh, because this is the um, second time that Zaz has been in a, a film adaptation uh, because he was in Batman Begins, and then he was in this, and I kind of like him in this better because in this one he has a history, and they, they don't like uh, uh, unload it on you in exposition. No, like. It's like, damn, where the hell did this guy get his scars? Because uh, then I realized, oh, they just called him Zaz. Okay. Then when he's uh, like talking to, you know, like I have a spot especially for you, uh, that was just great. So uh, Black Mask, Zaz, fine job, people. So the... So the flaws I had with this movie were, uh, like, like things I was let down by, which was, like, uh, Cassie Kane, who I'm a really big fan of her Batgirl uh, era. Um, but, uh, you know what? They didn't preclude it. So I'm good on that front. Uh, I heard one really bad review about this movie. Uh, like, some guy from San Francisco, I think, he was like, like, zero stars, this isn't a movie, it's not a movie, there's no characterization whatsoever, it is horrible, uh, and I was like, really? Like, there was no entertainment value in this for you? Okay. Uh, like, yeah, it was, like, I read some of his other reviews, and, like, I, re I agreed with about, like, uh, one-third of them, so... I guess he's not totally insane, but, like, like, like there was... If you are the one critic that makes it to the reception uh, area of the Wikipedia page... Like, you know how, like, when um, every movie has, like, a reception uh, spot at the bottom... Where it talks about how much money it made and how it was reviewed by critics? If you're in the second paragraph as the... Um, as the negative review or the, uh, like the hold your horses guy, you know, to just uh, provide the counterbalance. Like, yeah, that, that's what this guy 
was. I think he was going for it. Because there was a couple cliche stuff in uh, the movie. Um, in the middle of the Harley versus uh, the police station, there's a water scene. And here's the uh, here's a quick code thing for uh, scenes in movies that uh, have fight scenes with water. The hero is supposed to lose in those because it's rain, it's water, it's rivers. Um, the hell, uh, uh, Atomic Blonde a few years ago did had a great thing on it because uh, they're they're in the movie theater and their stalker is playing and it's the rain scene in Stalker, which I've never seen Stalker, but I know that Stalker is a big ass movie over there and uh, it was big in the '80s and. Uh, they found the one rain scene, and this is the same scene where uh, the uh, Charlie's there and gets her ass kicked. So Harley Quinn, it turns into uh, what's a, it should be the scene where she gets her butt whooped, but uh, it ends up being uh, like a change of gears. It wasn't. It, it was nice. It was. Uh, it looked beautiful. Uh, it was, it was a little extra, but you know what? Not bad. And speaking of extra, like, the comedy in this movie was legitimately funny. Uh, like, I don't, I'm not saying it was the most uh, intense humor uh, or most well-crafted, but you know what? Uh, the, the narrative devices, the, uh, uh, the things that I found funny were the things that were supposed to be funny. Now, uh, I've come up in a half an hour on this, so I might as well uh, talk about the Suicide Squad a little bit. Um, this movie inherits some aesthetic choices and some uh, soundtrack uh, uh, choices from Suicide Squad. And I'm not saying that these are bad things. Uh, I really think... Uh, think that this movie was a better version of Suicide Squad and like I said it didn't uh, it didn't cut itself off from Suicide Squad because there's definitely a lot of mentions of Suicide Squad in the movie so they're like hey uh, we're not going to rub it into your face uh, we're going to try and make you forget about things but we're not going to like but the things that uh, like it happened like we're not going to uh, distance ourselves from it but the way that uh, Suicide Squad had an overbearing soundtrack, same thing with this one. Uh, a lot of people love the soundtrack. Um, I feel like there was a, a couple things in there that was like, really? Uh, you're, you're going this hard in the paint with the soundtrack? But then uh, also the, uh, like the, from Suicide Squad, like the style of uh, graphics, that was in this. And truthfully, uh, like I said, it's, it's a good movie. This is probably the first... Now, I, I should say this with an asterisk. This is probably the first good movie of the year. Uh, there have been other good movies uh, that were went into wide release this year. Like, 1917 comes to mind. However, this one is really good. Uh, it's not going to make a billion dollars like uh, the other movies. Um, go see it, please, because... I really hope that uh, the Gotham City Sirens movie that was talked about in conjunction with this 
gets made because I want to see uh, Harley Quinn, especially Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn, interact with Catwoman, Poison Ivy, uh, maybe even have Birds of Prey on the sidelines. Just all they got to do is uh, bring in two, two villains, bring in two people, which, by the way, I feel like they've referenced Poison Ivy, uh, but never uh, said it out loud. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so, yes, go see uh, Birds of Prey. This has been a very meandering and wandering and uh, somewhat uh, interesting, uh, if I say so, uh, reaction to Birds of Prey. Peace. This podcast is brought to you by Double Barrel Theater. Please check out our comics. Check out our Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Like, check out the, uh, the author, Matthew Kale, on Twitter, M.W. Kale, and on Instagram, M.W. Kale. Peace.